Hey y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. Uh, if you are a fan of the Late Night Vision Show and you have been watching this channel uh, very long, then you know exactly where we are. This is a familiar spot to us. Uh, Hans and I are here today at the headquarters of Cellmark in Mansfield, Texas. That is the U.S. distributors for Pulsar and for Sightmark and many other brands. But we are here today with Jeff Murray and Chase Stevens, and we're going to talk to these guys uh, about what's going on 2021. Maybe uh, going to talk about some new stuff, some exciting stuff coming to the market. But guys, thanks for having us again today. Thanks for being on. Yeah, you know we're going to ask about new stuff, so stay tuned for all that towards the end of the show. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, hopefully, you come to this podcast because you see that we are uh, breaking everything that we can, the latest and greatest in night vision and thermal optics. We are here uh, in Mansfield, Texas, and we've got some new, something new to talk about. We've got some, uh, some special honors to bestow on these guys. And uh, we should just, I mean, jump right into it because the we've got something in front of us that's pretty exciting that we want to so, show and, and talk about a little bit. I want to talk about a couple of things real quick. So normally every year we come up here and uh, either do a show in January or uh, maybe yeah. at the SHOT Show, one mm -hmm. of the two. We, we try to meet with these guys uh, it, you know, around the SHOT Show. That's a big deal for Hans mm -hmm. and I and for this whole industry is the shooting and hunting outdoor trade show every January and December. Well, as everybody knows, uh, 2020 was a curveball year and we were just really starting to kind of come out of all the COVID stuff in January of 2021. And the uh, SHOT Show uh, was one of the victims to COVID. So mm -hmm. we did not have a SHOT Show 2021. And that really just shook up our whole industry because that's the normal time when all the new stuff comes out and everything gets announced. Well, uh, these manufacturers were all still having uh, production problems, getting everything done in the timelines that they wanted, and they didn't have the SHOT Show coming with that pressure to go out and release everything and announce it at once. And so uh, we met with these guys. I mean, Hans and I actually came up here and talked to them in January, but it was like, you know, <laughs> Let's not record a show and talk about a bunch of stuff that may or may not happen. We don't know what's going on with production. We don't want to, you know, they've taken the approach of not announcing things, uh, you know, recently that unless they've, you know, got them in stock, got it here. So that's kind of the new approach they're taking. So I uh, want to talk about a stuff, a bunch of stuff that's not coming. But yeah, since I think the, the last time yeah. we had a show here was. For the XG50 release, right. September, yeah, so uh, almost a year ago. Yeah, almost. We, yeah, right at a year. That's yeah, exactly so right. It's, it's been a while. We did miss some time because of COVID, but we are. It seems like things are getting a little bit back to normal. Um, I tell you, when we pulled up in the office building, there's a lot. I told Jason, I was like, there are way more cars here than yeah. I've seen in a long time because we've been here through COVID and and uh, it's been a kind of a skeleton crew with some of the people working remote, which we're all accustomed to and used to, but. Yeah. Jason had to drive around two or three times to find a parking spot. I did. I did. I was <laughs> like, and they're adding on yeah, this place. Every yeah. time we pull up, they're adding on. Yeah. But real quick, I just want to go over a couple things that, that uh, some optics that since we were here in September that, that have come out and, and changed and, and some new things. And we'll just kind of go over those briefly. Uh, the Let's talk about handhelds. The Helion 2s. The Helions are the uh, number one thermal monoculars 
in the industry for, I guess, what's that came out 2017, and they just keep getting better and better. Tell us about the Helion 2, Helion 2 Pro. So yeah, this year, one of the early things that we came out with, one of the first new releases was the two series for the Helions, hmm. um, which were updated sensors and um, you know just a, a, an upgraded unit overall. So there was three different versions that came out. We had a two in the 384 family, the XQ38 and the XQ50. And then we had a uh, new, the Helion 2 Pro that came out in the 640 family. So those were existing upgrades that we put in place and we were able to maintain uh, the exact retail price points of all those units. And they all actually got larger diameter uh, mm -hmm. ob objective lenses part as well, of, right? Yep, yep. Part of the two series was they went to a true um, either 38 or a true 50 millimeter lens depending on which size mm -hmm. that you had. So the fit and form of the scope of the of the actual bodies had a slight change to them. Right. So you will notice that the lenses got slightly bigger and in, in comparison to the bodies. So. That's one thing that we talk about a lot, Jason, and a lot, a lot of people that we talk about on the phone. These improvements are being made um, every year. Uh, bigger objective lens sizes, you know, new sensors, new improved sensors. But the prices are remaining the same, which is a great benefit to the customer, obviously. Um, but, you, you know, as a company, you could charge more for that. I mean, it's more value in that. Right. But to see that uh, that Pulsar as a company has decided to keep those prices remain the same uh, and continue to make these improvements, whether it be through software, firmware updates, and like I said, new sensors, bigger objective lens, it's a great benefit for the customer in improving that and improving on an already great product. I know it's very, uh, our customers really appreciate it. I know all the listeners out there talk about it with Pulsar. There, the big there can be a frustrating side of things because it is the technology is changing so rapidly mm -hmm. from a consumer standpoint. But the way I try to explain it to everybody is look at what phones are doing, whether you're an Apple guy or a Samsung yeah. guy. You know, there is a new phone coming out every 12 months right. that is, you know, bigger, better, faster, you know, taking better pictures, you mm -hmm. know, what, whatever it might be. So I try to tell everybody, you got this is essentially, you know, on the same level of technology that we're trying to put in phones, we're trying yeah. to put stuff into thermal imaging units. Yeah. So, um, you know, as you know, new, there are new displays, new sensors, new Absolutely. technologies, new algorithms coming out, developing, there's all kinds of new technology that go into these units. And when we, when we have the ability to, to put something out, that is better than what we were making before, um, then we want to pass it on to the customer. So yeah. sometimes customers can get caught in the in the rough spot yeah. of I bought a unit a month ago and then they came right. out with something an upgraded unit same price. Yeah, but you know it's it, our, our vision is to always be pushing the envelope in mm -hmm. terms of technology and what we're putting on the market. You're, you're exactly right, and 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 there's always going to be advances. You're all, you got to as an industry as a company we've got to advance. We can't just mm -hmm. keep rolling the same thing out. Um, but those iPhones that they make the improvement, you know, I looked the other day and a buddy showed me his phone. It's like got four cameras on it now. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You know, where are they going to fit another camera on this phone? Um, but one thing about those iPhones and those Samsungs yeah. is that they get more expensive. More expensive. Time. I was going to say. They're yeah. not cheaper. Yeah, they're, they're more expensive yeah. than they were five years ago. Because there's, they can say, hey, it's not the same phone as, as it was before. These Helions and these improvements, um, it may look the same, but it's not exactly the same. There are improvements. Um, you and I have done side by side videos, on, you know, on, and put them up on YouTube with the differences in some of these optics and the new centers, sensors. And there is a difference, a clear difference in in these. Um, so I mean, that's that's the thing I know that we we appreciate. It helps us uh, when we're trying to talk about suggest these optics, and we're not having to talk about well, this one's 
more expensive because it's got this. Right. You know, it's just it's just seamless through through year and through different models. But well, and and you know, Jeff made the comment that sometimes there's some frustration involved in that, and I get it as the consumer. But the way that I explain it to people is this: if you look at it from the manufacturer's point of view, we're making this scope, and we can put new parts in it to improve it, and it's going to cost the consumer zero. So should we sit on this mm. and let our competition do it just to protect the guy who bought one yeah. three months ago? Or, or should we do it? No, we've got to do it. I mean, and, you don't have a choice. You've got to put it in there. And luckily, it's kind of like, I mean, I use TVs as a, as a comparison a lot, but it's almost that guy three months ago was also the guy that the guy from a year before was angry at for getting that improved scope <laughs> yeah. over yeah. him. So you just know that eventually everybody's that guy. Everybody's that guy. And, and people... Uh, and we hear it all the time. They get frozen with fear. Like, man, if I buy something now, something brand new is going to come out sure. tomorrow. So one thing that, that Jason and I talk about a lot is decide what your application, your use for the scope. Find something that matches it. Find within your budget. Buy it and be happy with it. And don't keep looking yeah. out there until, until you're ready to buy something else. But you buy a car, you know, yeah. you, you know every year a new one's going to come out. But yeah. you buy your brand new 2021, yeah. you know, Chevy, Ford, whatever. You know there's going to be a new one come out in 2022, Absolutely. but yeah. you know what? How many times do you regret that purchase? That's right. Yeah. I mean, you still love it. You still, you love, still it. love it. Yeah. Yeah. You know right. you got it. So, so what I tell everybody is, and it's the, it's the wrong thing to say, but I say buy it and then turn off the late night vision show. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I don't want you to do that, but yeah. then you won't know. You don't even know yeah. what you're yeah. Yeah. Well, let's keep going down the list. There's more stuff here. Uh, the Accolade 2 Pros. Those mm -hmm. came out as well. So, you know, in the past, there was a lot of Accolades. Mm -hmm. There was multiple models back yeah. two or three years ago, actually kind of confusing so many models. Y'all got it down to the Accolades 2 mm -hmm. with one model, which was the XP50 LRF. Now it's the X, it's the Accolade 2 Pro XP50 LRF, whatever all those numbers are. Tell us what's different on that unit. So this one just got the updated sensor. Um, that was the main thing mm -hmm. that the Accolade got. Um, and kind of some reasoning in the ski rationalization behind that was we looked at the volume and it was overwhelmingly was everyone was buying strictly the, the 640 version mm -hmm. of the of the Accolade series. So when we looked at production, you know, we didn't think that it was going to hurt the overall sales for that family if we just mm -hmm. made it in, in that one series and we could produce more of them. Mm -hmm. um, everyone wins in that situation. Um, we felt like that, you know, the people that were by it that would have wanted a 384 sensor in an Accolade would have been just as happy with a um, in a Helion um, in a Helion system. So this the Accolade system is truly designed for people that are viewing um, for long periods of time at longer distances, and mm -hmm. that is more conducive to doing that in a 640 system mm -hmm. than a 384 system. So kind of just made a ton of sense to do that. So you know, you got your upgraded sensor and. Um, more production and it's got the laser range finder in there if you need it great if you don't fine but I agree I was yeah. so glad to get that down to, to one mm -hmm. item and it just made yeah. it easier and it's like do you want an accolade or not yeah. and yeah I agree so sales have been good now moving on I think this is the big one that uh, you know most of our listeners know about and I think there's been a lot of buzz about in the market in spring and summer of 2021 is the Thermion 2s so again the the, the models uh, stayed the same. We have the Thermion 2 XQ38, Thermion 2 XQ50, Thermion 2 XP50, 
And I do want to clear this up. Uh, we don't think we've ever talked about it, but I had a couple of guys have called me in the last few weeks. We're a little confused. There is not a Thermion 2 XG50. That is yeah. the only Thermion that has stayed the same. Mm-hmm. But the other, because it's again, it's new. Just mm-hmm. one year ago, we were here, uh, you know, announcing that. But uh, those three models. So again, uh, I think you're going to tell me it's the same thing. But go ahead and tell our, our listeners what the difference is in we'll, these we'll three models. In uh, the Thermion too. So yeah, as you know, as he kind of talked about with the Helions, the two versions, the biggest improvements over those was the new sensor, which has mm-hmm. just had a higher sensitivity at lower temperatures, and then the bigger lens. So you know, those 38 and 50s would sometimes maybe confuse people a little bit in the past because they may have assumed that was lens diameter, but that was mm-hmm. always focal length. Mm-hmm. And the focal length is what determines your magnification. So by increasing that, if you notice, you know, guys with an old one and new, the base mag is the exact same, mm-hmm. which is great because mm-hmm. usually right. when you go up in lens size, you're going to increase that base mag. You're going to lose a little bit of field of view. But we were already there with the focal length, so they were able to just plug that lens in, which is why you'll see kind of on specs it's referenced as a f1.1. Mm-hmm. Rather than a 1.3, 1.4, whatever it was, so so they got well, like they got the same improvement. Explain too. on that one too, is for people to understand. Um, think of it like a you know a hose or a funnel, and if you have a you know 50 millimeters on this side and you have 42 millimeters on this side, if your if your focal length was you know 42 and your mm-hmm. lens system was you know less than 42. Right. You, the information that's traveling through that, you know, you, you couldn't, it, it's, it's, it's hampered on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Right. Now that we have matching the, you know, the lens diameter is the same as the focal length, there is no, uh, it's a one-to-one you know, ratio. It's a, one, it's a one-to-one ratio. There's yeah. no, um, you know, the flow of that data is much yeah. smoother and you're able to get more out of that, uh, get more out of the system with that. So for all you people out there that are like me, it just means it's more awesomer. So <laughs> if you don't understand all the science stuff, that's but, right. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's much better. And just to clarify, <laughs> and the only reason on that accolade body is the reason that they're that did not get the bigger lens is if that that housing at the end of the accolade for anybody seen is a set mm. diameter. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't increase the size of that without completely redoing right. the whole model. So, yeah. so we've gone over, you know, kind of what the changes have been this year. I mean, that's three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, there's seven new optics that have, uh, I should say new, they're, they're upgrades within that system. And that's another thing that I think a lot of people have come to appreciate with Pulsar is, yes, there's change, but it's not always this drastic change. It's not like, okay, this year we got this body style. Next year it's a new body style. Next year it's, I mean, it's yeah. we build on you know, what has been done. I made a comment to the guy or a guy on the phone the other day that he was talking about one of these other companies and he said, man, I just don't like the menu system. And he goes, the Pulsar menu is just so easy to use. And I said, yeah, but they've been building off that menu since before they were making thermal scopes, the old, old digital stuff. If you could pull one of those out, fire that thing up, it's menu is going to go, oh yeah, they've just improved it mm-hmm. over all these years. And so that's what I appreciate with, again, Helions, Accolades, Thermions. It's just building and making it a little bit better and a little bit better, which going back to the phones, it's kind of what we're seeing. It's not that recreating the wheel over and right. over. Sometimes that has to happen, mm-hmm. but... Sure. So, I want to talk about something new we've got here on the table. I'm excited. Hans and I have been getting to play with this a little bit, and uh, this is this is something new. Now, it's this de- is it's definitely got the cool factor. I'm going to show it. I'm going to let Jeff explain it, but I want to just hold this up and show it. So, if you're looking at this, we've been talking about accolades. If you're familiar uh, with 
the, the Pulsar Accolade, uh, you know, binoculars, bioculars, uh, you're going to look at this and say, well, that's just an Accolade. But it's actually not. So, Jeff Murray, tell them exactly what this is. Let me yeah, show them those. You know, you'll notice something there. So this is the first consumer version to hit the market of a multi-spectrum or fusion unit, depending on which term you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> unit. So what this allows you to is in one system you now have a thermal image, a digital image, and a fusion image as well. So with that, um, so kind of getting into the specs that you were talking about, so on the thermal side, we're using the, the 3D4 sensor, uh, 30 millimeter lens, and it is a fixed focus unit on the thermal side of things. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is going to be 2.5x magnification, and you can run it thermal only if you want to. Mm -hmm. um, there is uh, a hot button, the farthest button away from you right here. Um, it will, one, 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 one touch of the hot button, and it will change it from thermal to digital. Um, with digital, you're looking at a 3.5x base magnification and a um, complete black and white di digital image. And before I even go on, I will say that it is probably one of the best, if not the best, digital images mm -hmm. I have seen yep. I agree. Um, I agree. Yeah. in terms of you know anything, Very handheld, right. rifle scope, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, the digital image quality of this unit is phenomenal. Um, and then the last function of the scope is you hit your hot button one more time and it will mm -hmm. fuse those two together. So when you fuse those two together, um, it will automatically change the thermal into the um, kind of the rainbow color palette mm -hmm. um, and then be have the uh, digital overlay. So mm -hmm. you'll be able to have a little bit of depth. You'll be able to have the definition of the digital, but the identification of the thermal. So that's kind of the, the beauty of this unit. And I'll let Jason and Hans kind of explain a little bit here in a second. But... Um, using this in the field, um, in different scenarios, both in urban environments and in you know rural environments, um, being able to spot and identify you know objects at you know five, six, seven, eight hundred yards, depending on conditions and you know different things um, with the thermal, and then being able to stock up closer yep. and flip it over between digital and thermal um, is is a really yeah. really cool. Um, feature to have and it's the the first of its kind on the market for the commercial side of it. so yeah folks out there you did hear right this is a <laughs> the first of its kind um you know when we were here in in january uh and we you know every year we have a meeting with these guys and we have the pleasure to meet with them we kind of go over I, I guess i don't know if you call it the playbook but um you know there was some mention of this some brief mention um you know and to be able to actually see it in person this is and you did hear it right this is a a night vision digital optic combined with a thermal in the same unit. And basically you can, what they call fusion, overlay the thermal on top of the night vision. I don't know if I'm explaining that correctly, yeah. but there, you know, immediately where Jason and I's brain is who can use this, you know, who is this good for? Because we want to make it relate to somebody. And, and there are, there are groups of people out here other than this just being really cool because being able to use this and not using it out in the woods. Um, you know, we used it, I was messing with it earlier and, and, you know, to be able to see, I was looking at you, you were walking around in the office or something and, you know, everything around you is just digital, clear night vision, digital image. And you, you know, you're glowing, you look like a cartoon. It's like blues <laughs> and orange and yellows, but it's so cool to see 
like I said, what they call fusion with a thermal image and thermal color overlaid mm -hmm. of a digital night vision image. It's, it's really, it's a neat optic. Um, and I, like I said, there are some uses and we're going to get into those here. Yeah. Really so that, that's one of the things that I, I want to say straight up. I don't think that this unit, it's the first of its kind, uh, as far as we know. I mean, I don't know of anything, especially on the, the U S commercial market for, for hunting. I mean, I don't know of anything like it. And so, uh, I don't think that every hunter out there that owns a digital or thermal scope is going to run down there and go buy one of these. I don't think it's for everybody, but I think there's some people that are going to run down there yeah, and, and buy this thing in a hurry because it's going to, it's going to fill some needs. It, it is definitely for some select people out there. And there, I remember talking to people two years ago, said, man, I wish I had something that was night vision and thermal that I could right. use to benefit a boat. So let's run down who this might be good for. And I'll start because this is something that comes up. He's going to take the easy one. I, I know what one. he's going to say. <laughs> but yours, the ones you're going to talk about are yeah, really good. I know good what he's going to say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something we deal with a lot. But, we deal with it all the time. Uh, coyote hunters that are hunting, uh, you, they like to use digital night vision because of, uh, especially uh, guys will put it, I don't want to shoot my neighbor's dog. And sometimes it is difficult in some conditions to you see a, a canine running out there if it, is it my neighbor's dog german shepherd or is it a coyote and sometimes you don't have enough time to sit there and study it it pops out of the woods and to be able to um to detect an image like a hot spot like an animal so to be able to detect it right away which that's the whole thing is just knowing something's out there mm -hmm. and to be able to flip over to night vision which from there you can more positively ID a coyote. Uh, for all of you out there that are concerned and only use night vision and you haven't bumped up to thermal because you were afraid of the ID uh, and not IDing mm -hmm. properly, this solves your problem. Uh, you Because you with thermal, we all know, you are going to be able to uh, see a target quicker. Mm -hmm. A coyote's running in some tall grass, you know, and all you can see is back or, you know, uh, running... When you're scanning with night vision, it's difficult because all you're looking for is the glowing eyes. Or movement. Yeah. yeah. All you coyote hunters know exactly what I'm talking about. It's difficult scanning with night vision. So to be able to scan with thermal and then flip right over to uh, – or scan with the night vision and flip right over to thermal. Back, <laughs> I'm getting it mixed up. <laughs> scan with thermal and then switch over to night vision to ID. Right. That solves a lot of people's problems out there. And like I said, like Jason said, it's not for everybody. For, but for those, mm -hmm. your ears right now I know are perking up because of this this fusion design and, and uh, the trionics being able to do essentially three different things. Yeah, it, it, Hans is dead on. I hear it all the time. A lot of guys that, you know, I don't want to shoot the farmer's dog. If I shoot his dog, I'm never getting invited back and I'm yeah. going to get blackballed in the whole county if I shoot his dog. And that's understandable. There's a lot of concern with that. Uh, and, and a lot of times those guys say, listen, I don't. You know, and sometimes they will buy a thermal monocular for that, but they'll say, I have to stay with a digital scope. Mm -hmm. I can't go. I want a thermal scope, but I can't go to it. I have to have digital. So I'm going to use the digital scope. And I really just need that thermal to tell me there's something out there. I don't have to ID it with a thermal. Mm -hmm. It's not what I want to do. I want to ID yeah. it with the night vision. That's where this trionics comes in is getting that quick detect, I mean, it is literally, as, as Jeff was saying here, you're calling it this It's one button. button. Yeah. It's one button. 
And, and so folks, I know you probably can't see this, we're pretty good ways away, but there's there's three spots up here. We've got the thermal, I don't know which direction, Aaron. there's there's the thermal, the night vision, <laughs> and then the IR illuminator. Iron. And uh, I think I'm gonna take a rabbit trail real quick. Um, the, the sensitivity on the uh, digital portion of this is super sensitive. I've been using this thing with almost not turning on the IR most of the time. And the other night I was like, man, it must be a full moon. Like, I don't even see the moon. <laughs> so it's, it's sensitive. very sensitive and you got multiple brightness settings uh, on the IR, but uh, it is going to allow you to get that positive ID with a yeah. really, really good image. Now the, the, I'll say this, the overlay, the fusion part, it's kind of cool. Right. I mean, it looks cool, but I think the really big thing for me was just the two different modes. Yeah. I mean, I like the third yeah. mode. It was fun to play with, but if I really just wanted that quick scan, boom, there's something hard ID, mm -hmm. switch it on sure. over. I'm going to tell you one more, and this is one that, that before you get to that, <laughs> I want to, I want to tell one funny thing oh, right. that I've never done. You're talking about shooting the neighbor's dog. I hope you've not. I have never dog. done this, y'all. But uh, East Texas Logic, my brother-in-law, uh, he says the three S's: if <laughs> shoot, shovel, and shut up. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, we've never done that. We've never shot the neighbor's dog, but this unit it, will make sure you don't. So. It will. And and uh, I'm going to tell you something else. Uh, I'll tell this story. I'm not going to get into the whole story. Uh, there was no shoot, shoveling, and shutting up <laughs> so, on this. Shoot, shovel, shut up. Yeah, no, I'm not. No. There, there was not, but. I was on a hunt one time with some guys, and if you know, I've told the story so many times to mm -hmm. guys that are especially new to thermal, and I won't get into the, all the details because it's a long story. Basically, I was with three guys or two other guys myself. We all had good optics. We were all experienced. One of these guys was a champion coyote caller, and we lined mm -hmm. up on a coyote, popped over a hill, spotted him, boom, lined up on the tripods. Middle guy, it's his turn to shoot. He shot, this is at 150 yards, maybe 200, missed it. Thankfully, it stood up and it was a deer. It was a white-tailed doe laying down in tall grass, and we had coyotes on the brain. We'd been calling all night, coyotes, coyotes, coyotes. We pop yeah. over the hill. There it is. This guy starts lip squeaking. It's, it's heads doing this, but it's, this, it's just the way, and it was our mistake. I'll yeah. admit it. We, we didn't see it move, but we had it on the brain. Thankfully, the guy missed. I don't know how, but he did. This solves that. This yeah. boom, you're going to look. That's a white tail. And to kind of go land. back a little, I know it's easy for us because we've been in the industry. Guys here, new guys to the market here, detection and recognition. And right. I don't know the, the differences. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what this does. So a thermal, the thermal is fixed power on here, right? Because mm -hmm. they're trying to overlay two images at different magnifications. So the, the, although the digital has got to focus, the thermal is going to be fixed. That thermal is in there to say, I want to detect a thousand yards away if there's animals in that field or not, mm -hmm. right? And I need to know. And, and even then at 500, I can still get a good idea of how they're walking, how many, mm -hmm. how tall they are, if it's hogs or deer. Mm -hmm. But I want to know there's animals there. And then when I start to get within shooting range, right. 300, 400, 250 yards, whatever, right. that's when I can flip over the digital. And that's when it turns into recognition of exactly mm -hmm. what I'm doing. So that's kind of just to clarify for some no, that's a good, people. Good yeah. point, Chase. One of the other markets that I don't think you guys have mentioned yet that we're excited about is <clears throat> guys that are, you know, operating any type of like game ranches or yes. that are, you know, trying to manage their whitetail population on their ranch. Yeah. Um, being able to go out at night and, you know, find them at a long distance and then flip it over to digital. As you know, when the deer are out of velvet, it's extremely difficult to tell, you know, if that's a, you mm -hmm. know, buck doe, what the, what the horn structure looks with like thermal. with thermal. Um, and, and now you're able to, 
you know, identify at long range, like Chase was saying, and then get closer and flip it on the digital and you're going to know exactly, you know, you know, which deer that is and, or what, what animal that is and be able to kind of like, you know, track that for whatever purposes you're doing. And I wouldn't just, and that's a great, a great point. Um, and one that we hadn't thought of, and I wouldn't, ex, you know, uh, limit it there, hog hunters, because you, you see a hog three or 400 yards like, away, like I did the other night, and it was in tall grass. I mean, you could see uh, that there was something out there, but it was moving in some cows. Well, you don't know if it's a calf or what. You know, my my thing is, I'm not going to shoot that far, but I'm a big guy. Do I want to walk 700 <laughs> yards just to go walk up and suck up on a cow? Yeah, right. If something like this, you see something in there moving around weird, you can't really tell what it is, but you flip over to night vision, you say, okay, well, there's a snout. There's, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. there, so there are a lot of uses. I think the more you think about it, um, the, even cooler than it gets because yeah. there's I, a lot of things we can. Yeah, I've got, I mean, I think deer hunters, it's, I yeah, think it's yeah, going to yeah. be honestly, in terms of, you know, you guys know, I think that that thermal monocular market is growing for mm -hmm. non varmint hunters mm -hmm. just because. You know, we're in Texas, so I can only speak to that experience more than any, but whether it's mesquite flats or, or large, uh, you know, hay grazer fields mm -hmm. or whatever it is, I think deer hunters are going to like it because it's going to be able to tell, yes, there's something in that field that I want to either do a stock on or even if I'm stand hunting. You know, if you're looking through mm -hmm. those mesquites, I can stare through those big mesquite flats mm -hmm. till my eyes go crossed yeah. and have bucks cross there all day long and mm -hmm. I miss them. Well, I can just spot them in the thermal yeah. and then flip over and it is sensitive enough to where you don't have to have the IR and get that reflectivity back sometimes all the time. So I think it'll be a, a good monocular even for non-varmint hunters, honestly. So well, yeah. One thing that, that I was thinking of too, and I know I, I sell a lot of thermal monoculars to, to guys who just deer hunt, and their deal is, listen, I'm walking into the stand early in the morning. The deer are already there. I do not want to bump those deer off the feeder. I want to see if there's something there, and I'm going to sit down. But I've had some guys tell me, and we've all been there. It's like, well, I sat down. <laughs> now what? When do I go yeah. in? And it's like, if if I could tell what it was. You know what? If it's a doe and two fawns, all right, I may bump them off. I got to get in the stand before daylight. Now you're going to be able to say, hey, wait a minute. This is that big buck. I'm going to sit here. I, mm -hmm. I'm going to wait till hopefully get shooting light and I can shoot him yeah. from right here if I have to. Yeah. I do not want to push off my target buck off the stand right now. So again, I think we can go on and on. When Hans and I do our formal review of this, I think we're going to bring all of these examples back up. It'll probably oh, be a yeah. repeat, but and, there's going to be even more. And then another thing, um, <clears throat> you know, obviously we sell a whole lot to the professional market, law enforcement market um, out there. And this unit will allow you to see like you could be in a squad car you can be mm -hmm. in your car and with the digital aspect of this you will still you'll be able to see through the window yeah um, in right. more of your like urban, yeah. urban mm -hmm. situations so there is an aspect point. of this that will there's an aspect of this you know also you have the facial recognition so if they're doing any type of you know operation in terms of uh, like a drug bust or something mm -hmm. like that they can you know digital is extremely difficult to tell facial recognition and stuff like that at different distances so with this now you're able to have facial recognition um uh, with that as well so there's yeah. there's a, there's there's a lot of yeah. interesting you know niche oh yeah market sure. stuff and little scenarios that this will help in the boating market's another one that's you know extremely getting more and more popular <clears throat> more popular as you're coming into marinas as you're coming into mm -hmm. you know areas that you've never been before it might be a you might you know you might have gone to party cove or wherever a little too late you can you need to get back and now you're able to you know spot things in the water and then flip it over to digital yeah. and see exactly what that is in the water um, if you're doing any kind of the um, um, the, the, the night fishing, uh, sure. any, any any of that, um, 
stuff. So cool. there's a lot of really cool niche markets and that I, this solves a lot of problems. And for. I think that we'll continue to find out more what mm -hmm. these the uses are going to be good for. Now I know we don't have these guys for too much longer, and I know we got a lot more stuff to get to. Or not a lot more, but we got we got a couple stuff. more. So yeah. listen, folks, we do this. Anytime that we're with any of these manufacturers, we have them on the phone or in person, uh, I think we owe it to our listeners to say, what else is new? I mean, thanks Santa Claus, but you got anything else in the bag? I mean, what do you got? Anything come? Anything we can talk about? Can't talk about it yet, but I'll tell you this. Our production right. roadmap is right. pretty exciting for the next you know, six months to a year. Um, yeah. I think Chase can probably agree to that. I would say, yeah, if, if, if you know, I, I know SHOT Show kind of the, for an end user, perspective sometimes they at least get to see what's coming so it's mm -hmm. an exciting time for a bunch of manufacturers but you know we've kind of gone that new strategy where instead of you know wetting your appetite 10 months early and you've got a long time to wait we'll wait till it's here mm -hmm. so if anybody was thinking hey you know pulsar just made a couple minor improvements i mean or even large improvements to mm -hmm. families that already existed that's probably all they're doing this year I would say stay tuned because that is that is definitely <laughs> not like all they're doing this year. And, and the fusion technology now just getting, as we know, with our factory, they're never really, they're kind of like a shark. They don't stand still. Mm -hmm. So this will be the first mm -hmm. go at this new tech that no one's ever fused together. And that's just the first step, you know, and, and what will come after that in, in other forms or rival scope form. I would say just uh, just sit back just and wait. Say, yeah, yeah, just stay tuned awesome. to the late night vision show or, 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 or <laughs> right. you know social media yeah. pages yeah. or whatever. So, but absolutely. there's more coming. Yeah. There's more okay. Coming. Well, I tell you what. Before we go, before we wrap up with these guys, uh, again, we know that a lot of y'all are are loyal listeners and watchers of the late night vision show, and uh, every year we do the best of series, and so we take what we believe are the best thermal rifle scopes and digital night vision scopes and all this stuff for uh, that year. And we, it's kind of funny. We do it at the end of the year and people are like, well, yeah, tell me what, what about next year? Well, if I don't, can't read the future. So we're telling you what just happened. So we did that for 2020 and uh, we awarded uh, Pulsar and Sightmark, these guys, some awards. And uh, we normally like to go hand these things out at SHOT Show. Again, this year, uh, there was no shot show. Very so, delayed. Very delayed. <laughs> but we are we brought these things with us, so I'm going to scoot back over here and grab these real quick. We're going to start with the very first one. This was for the best digital night vision scope on the market, and we awarded that to the Sightmark Wraith HD. Uh, again, this was for 2020. I know there's some guys saying, but wait a minute, what about the 4K? Well, the 4Ks were barely in production. We yeah, just sure. couldn't get them at the time. And yeah. this scope, the HD, the 2X, mm -hmm. and the 4X sold like crazy uh, all through 2020 and still are in 2021. And so... Uh, the 4K is going to be a contender for 2021. That's exactly so, right. Yeah. Stay tuned Stay into tuned this year. Yeah. I would hand this to y'all, but I'm going to put it right out here where they can sit. All right, there's that one. And then we've also got the best thermal scope under $4,000, which is the Pulsar Thermion XQ38. I will go ahead and say it because I know there's some guys watching this that are still on our back order list <laughs> saying, I don't know, is it? It is a uh, excellent scope. Hans and I still love this scope. It, it has been uh, limited supply, difficult to get, but that's just because it is so, so popular mm -hmm. and uh, wonderful scope. Again, now we're talking about the Thermion too. So, hey, here's the good thing. If you waited on that list, 
Uh, I've still got guys who put in orders for Thermion 1s that are getting Thermion 2s. Yeah, so yeah. that's all right. We got one more. This is the big one. All right. And this is the what we were here for one year ago. Uh, the big daddy of them all. The best thermal scope uh, under $6,000. And that is the Pulsar Thermion XG50. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, Hans and I have been doing this a long time. We've sold a lot of scopes, a lot of brands, a lot of price ranges, and we have never seen a scope that just blew up on the market, mm -hmm. especially in this kind of a price range as the XG50 and sold as many as it did in such a short order. And uh, it's still selling very well today, mm -hmm. one year down the mm -hmm. road. Uh, great scope. So guys... Uh, I know it's only about six, seven months late, but congratulations. Congratulations, <laughs> yeah. guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. We yeah. appreciate it, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for your support. You know, you guys are a wonderful retail partner of ours and, you know, couldn't do this without you guys. You'll provide us a lot of market feedback and, you know, what, what your customers are looking for. And, you know, hopefully we can, you know, build scopes and handheld units and stuff like that to, to, to appease them. Well, that is great. Folks, we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, we uh, are always, again, thankful uh, and honored to be back here at Cellmark with uh, Pulsar and Sightmark guys, with Jeff and Chase. Uh, again, always hoping to, uh, you know, break something new. Uh, the, the, not break it. Break the news <laughs> on something new. Uh, figure out what, the, you know, y'all can be prepared for that's coming down the road. Again, as Chase said, it sounds like there may be some more stuff uh, coming between hopefully now and shot. If not, then maybe in January, whenever it is, uh, we are excited. We hope to be back here, uh, you know, with these guys giving you that news again. So as always, uh, tune in to the late night vision show for all the breaking news and information in this industry. And definitely go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and check out Pulsar. Uh, you can go, what is it? It's because there's, there's sometimes people get confused with the, there's the, the factory in Europe and then there's the U.S. side. So sure. I know if you go to Pulsar NV, like night vision, PulsarNV.com, that is these guys. That's the U.S. side. If you go to Pulsar hyphen or dash NV, that is the European, that's the factory. So, you know, most of the time you're going to want to go to PulsarNV.com to make sure. But if you're just searching on, YouTube and Instagram, Facebook, what are they just, just Pulsar? Are they going to find you? Or oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, they'll, they'll find our page. I couldn't remember if it was Pulsar USA yeah. or what it was. Yeah, if you do, generally, if you do a, a general search on it's Pulsar Night Vision, then okay. obviously then the thermal stuff will come okay. up. And there, there is factory pages for those as well, but you can generally tell pretty quick if it's the, you know, the American. Great. American. Excellent. So, yeah. Well, that has been a, a, a wrap, a good show. Thanks. Thank you guys. I mean, Giving us the opportunity to come up here, sharing this with us, um, only makes it better for you out there. You get to see this stuff. If you are wanting to check out any of the past episodes of the Late Night Vision Show, you can do so on the thelatenightvisionshow.com. Looking for any night, uh, Pulsar night vision or thermal optic, you can go check it out at outdoorlegacygear.com. You can always call us at 877-350-1818. Jason and I man in the phones. Uh, you got Michaela. <laughs> trying to do what she does uh, on, on a daily basis. But we appreciate it. Y'all stay safe in the fields. Keep making them bacon pancakes. <laughs>